All right. So everybody, this is episode 40 of the Anti-Art Podcast. Troy, um, his Wi-Fi isn't working, so he actually had to go to McDonald's and he's talking through the speaker right now and they're uh, recording him on their iPhone. So welcome. Xfinity is fucking me right now because uh, they're having internet outage all over the fucking country. And uh, Philadelphia is a huge Xfinity fan. So here I am talking to y'all at a McDonald's. Yeah, he's sitting at the McDonald's. What are you going to order? What's your go-to? I mean, is it like a poor taste if I get uh, the sweetie meal? Or I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> I thought of it for a second, and I'm just like, yeah, no, that, thank you. <laughs> now, that would be in poor taste. I would definitely uh, – this is going to be a really weird episode audio-wise, guys. Again, welcome to episode 40. Troy, whenever you laugh or something, just try <laughs> – try not to laugh too hard because it's it peaks very quickly on the phone i guess i don't know i don't know oh my god um people who are still listening to this episode i'm so sorry uh if i cut out well yeah i might cut out troy is, <laughs> troy is literally in an, an order an auditory prison of uh of comcast or not comcast is it comcast or xfinity my bad xfinity is making right? uh well it's like the same thing um i think like uh they rebranded to xfinity like how facebook rebranded to meta to meta did we talk about that on the show no, you know what? It's been such a long time since we've actually had like a, a more news-based uh, podcast episode. Yeah, we, I, I guess we can just touch on that a little bit and just say um, I will never join the metaverse. Uh, it took me, it took me like a full year to be on Zoom, and I'm still not on TikTok, so I'm I don't give into trends very easily like that. Not to brag or anything, but I will not be a no, part of the metaverse. No, go off, King. Please keep keep bragging. Like, <laughs> no, but um, honestly, I feel I feel the same way. Like, I feel like, uh, I mean, I'm not going to join the metaverse now. Uh, I feel like it's kind of like, you know, remember when Zoom, like how like that got like super big in the beginning of the pandemic, people were doing like Zoom happy hours. Yeah. And like Zoom comedy shows and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I was just like, no, thank you. I totally, Um, totally missed all that bullshit. (laughs) Me too. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like people forgot what it's like, like talking on like a group, like FaceTime or like skype meeting where like 20 people are talking over each other the entire time right exactly and uh, i don't know i don't think people fully grasp like the fact that like live concerts like you're you're you know next to people you're interacting with people maybe you like get a j off somebody you're smoking you're chilling you know you're having a good time you make a whole day of it it's like a vacation but like people don't people thought that like oh yeah let's just put the megan the stallion like pre-recorded concert on and uh everybody will buy ticket digital tickets to it and watch it and that'll be the same thing yeah, you know what? So many people did that. Uh, remember, like, Billie Eilish fucking did that? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what, though? I'm, I'm not going to say that all that was bad. Just because some of the shows were pretty good. Like, um, I remember, like, in the way beginning of the pandemic, uh, Post Malone did, like, a, a Nirvana cover concert. Right, right. That was good. Yeah. That was that was good. I like that. But, like, besides that, like, like you know, I'm not going to watch uh you know somebody uh do a concert on Fortnite. oh and and the oh yeah <laughs> we'll get to you that know, one it, second but the, i wanted yeah. to just say uh one more virtual uh concert prop i want to give to mario judah legendary performance at rolling loud that one year when he fell on the stage she was... <laughs> he fell on the stage oh my god i don't remember that you ever see, he like he like uh was like um made that up like he was just like doing like a skit do you remember the thing where he had the hood on and like he like drewski was across from him doing an interview you ever see that video or no? Oh, my God. I don't think I have. Send that to me. Yo, so listen, man. Your life has changed tremendously since this Twitter repost of me posting that. How do you feel about being here, man? Blessed. No Illuminati, no devil stuff. I'm blessed. Respect. But I people will die. 
the enemies will die. Uh, at some point, maybe after, so we don't cut up, cut off the flow of this. But I think we are kind of dancing around a, a specific thing. Uh, you mentioned, you know, before you mentioned the McDonald's meal. I don't know if that'll be in the the final cut, only because I don't know if that got auditorily fucked up. But you did also mention the Fortnite concert, and um, yeah, so you know, the elephant in the room, I guess, obviously, is Travis Scott. Um, <clears throat> you know, before mm-hmm. before we discuss music and fun stuff and you know, put music cues into this, we should probably uh, address this whole Travis Scott thing. Uh, first of all, I wanted to say RIP to the eight victims. I think I actually have mm-hmm. screenshots. I'm going to cut around uh, of each person. I kind of just wanted to read their names. Um, RIP to John Hilgrit. I want to say RIP to Brianna Rodriguez. I want to say RIP to Rudy Pena. I want to say RIP to Franco P- uh, Patino, Jacob uh, Jurnek, uh, Jorge Perez, uh, Danish Big, um and axel acosta just want to say r.i.p to all eight of those people um i watched anthony fantano's reaction to this whole thing today and he didn't make any jokes about it so i don't think we should um so this is a very serious no, yeah. thing and i think we should discuss it and and you know i think we're becoming a more a little bit more of like a news outlet which i actually kind of like and, and I, I like that a lot so i think maybe we should uh, deal in the facts so obviously World giant concert down in um houston right down, yeah in houston um eight people died in the in the crowd and hundreds of uh injuries as well mm-hmm. at the astro fest yeah at astro fest and i mean it's just you, it, this whole thing is just kind of just crazy to me you know just because like first of all like a lot of the blame is on travis scott um not mm-hmm. having like the first of all the right safety measures um also just being this like you know, household name. Like, I feel like during this pandemic, like, you know, as as mentioned, as many times I've mentioned, like, you know, Travis Scott before, right. it's just like, he really was everywhere. And he, like, kind of built his, like, his image up to be this big mogul, you know, cool uh, guy. And it's just like, I don't know. I feel like this is just, like, horrible. Like, how, like, you know, like, he really built his image up to be, like, this family guy who's just, like, trying to, you know, it showed people to, like his shit, right? But because he was, he was so responsible, like he kind of just forgot that you know, like you know, even like Icarus fell. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, we mentioned that we we talked about that in the group chat. I was talking about how Travis Scott is like the Icarus of our generation because, like, you know, he had all these sponsorships and and uh, you know McDonald's as we mentioned, um, uh, PS Five. He was teamed with them. A twenty four, who actually did the who actually did the video of the festival, which is really crazy. And um, people during the festival were trying to get, I believe it was A twenty four's attention because there was camera crews there, and they were getting ignored. And after the festival happened, um, you know, I, I had a couple of friends down there that gave me some eyewitness reports. They were saying that it was very chill, like towards the middle of the day, like Toro, Toro Imoa's set was like pretty chill, like not that many people there. Once Travis got there, he was the only one on stage, so it was obvious that like you know this is an immediately sold out concert um overstuffed with people so he said basically mm-hmm. people were packed like sardines and he also mentioned that like you know um everything was kind of working against travis scott in this situation just because of like partially because of his own actions partially because of like the music he fosters you know his whole thing is like it's lit you know rage you know what i mean like don't mm-hmm. give a fuck uh there was one time i know i think it was at terminal five uh correct me if i'm wrong in the audience there but in 2017 some guy jumped off the balcony because travis got encouraged it and he's paralyzed um for life um and that was just such a small little situation that like i guess it just didn't matter but now like i feel like it's he's almost like reaping the um almost reaping the you know uh, rotten fruits of like all the things that have happened over the years and even the sponsorships like turned on him because like um after this event happened 
he teamed up with of course of course teamed up with better help to give people you know survivors of this thing uh you know a free month of like a subscription to better help and it's just like everybody knows that subscription services you get a free month and then and then they charge you after and you know what i mean like it's just going to be another thing like on people's on people's pay records and it, that's not going to help mm-hmm. people in any way well well i mean i don't know like if, if therapy has like a free month like that mm-hmm. um i mean i i don't know if like that particular service does that but like i i do agree with you it, it is kind of just like uh, so these people just get a month of therapy and it's just like i feel like that like it wasn't really that like genuine that he did yeah you know what i mean because like i mean just going to his like apology right oh my god bro don't even get me started on that fucking video i, I mean it's just like I mean, okay, so, like, I, you know, people deal with, with tr- weird trauma, well, not weird trauma, but people deal with trauma all the time. Yep. Like, you know, there's all these different ways that you can react to it, but he just came off, like, so, like, nonchalant. Not even nonchalant, but, like, it's just, like, I don't know, like, it didn't seem personal, you know? Like, I don't think he really, in the apology, like, really grasped the the gravity of the situation. No, he just kept. He just kept like he put it in black. He put a filter over it. First of all, like why are you putting a filter yeah, over it? He put a filter on it. It's like, like what are you like, doing? What the fuck? And then he just keeps putting his hand over his face. And you know, I, I feel like we always like copy off Fantano, but I feel like again, he's a really good source of information. And he's almost like a, you know, he always he always has good takes when it comes to stuff like this. And he's just like this video was just like a guy like pretending to be distraught, and that's really what it did feel like. You know what I mean? Like black and white. Oh, he kept putting his hand over his face. Oh, this is oh, this is not good. He like he seemed like tired. Like he seemed like he was like should have taken like a nap and then recorded or something well i mean i don't know like uh, like like i was saying before like he definitely was was it he just did a concert and he probably spent like most of that night talking to houston pd for he sure probably was just like super exhausted yeah but yeah i think you're right though he should have like taken a day to at least like you know like write out a genuine response rather than like a freestyling like a half-ass apology yeah, it's too dire of a situation for for you to just like, you know, he he could have just waited a couple of days and like people would have been mad, but people are going to be mad regardless. So like if he just waited a couple of days and let his PR team like talk to him and like, hey, man, like be genuine, you know, what I mean, say what really happened. And but I don't think he can because I think it's like it's literally like an ongoing lawsuit. Like like did you see the, the I mentioned again, like the Alec Baldwin situation? I think it's very similar. Did you see the video mm-hmm. where they they um Alec Baldwin didn't make any statement about it and then they caught him outside of his house and all he kept saying was like, this is an ongoing investigation. I can't say anything. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not familiar with the, the ongoing situation thing because he did apologize, but like I feel like th- that apology was genuine. But in regard, like regardless, yeah. though, like they both created situations to let that happen. Correct. I mean, they were both like it really is very connected because it just like two. They're basically vanity producers. That's what people were saying, but they have so much power. Like like Alec Baldwin as a producer on this movie, you know, he had so much power in like getting people to stay or 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 you know like hiring um you know good good weapons people or like you know making sure the hours of the day weren't crazy like as a producer if you want to have your name on it like you, you it's a lot harder than than just being a vanity you know just it being like a name on there it's there's a lot more that goes into it and um the same with travis scott you know what i mean he's like he wants to you know do all these sponsorships be the the household name and um you know what i mean have this festival of his own and like that's sold out and that's huge and everybody's there like if you're a performer we I I showed I sent you that video of Little Pump even Little Pump was like hey like you know if you guys are doing drugs out there drink water you know what I mean like everybody relax for a second everybody back up even Playboy Cardi he was like people are passing out I need everybody to back up I care about your safety Travis Scott mm-hmm. he performed for like 
30 more minutes or 37 more minutes and it's like people are being dragged out like right in front of his face yeah it, it is like crazy. yeah he didn't stop the performance you know you know you're like the shitty guy in any situation if Lil pump is more responsible than you you're yeah, cardi you know what i mean cardi or is like it, famously cardi like irresponsible you know but it's like even he was like yeah everybody like i care about your safety everybody relax no yeah it, it's insane you know what's insane too like have you seen like the video of um so it's one of the guys that was recording the concert like you know one of the cameramen mm-hmm. and uh like a girl like jumps on like climbs up on the ledge and like taps on the shoulder and is just like yo somebody's fucking dying down there like we need yeah. you to call so like some help and he just like completely ignored her mm-hmm. and just was just like whatever like i gotta get this like shot like i need to do my job yeah and it's just like what <laughs> I mean, in situations like this, like videos don't lie, but like the the whole thing is like everybody who's considered a VIP in this situation. Um, let's see. They were very safe. Uh, nothing was going to happen to them. Like Mike, like Mike Dean was there. He was doing since like Travis Scott was there. He was performing Kylie Jenner and, and Kendall Jenner were, were backstage. And it's just like everybody was safe. Like there was no there was no situation where where Kendall where Kylie Jenner was going to get like hurt or anything like that. You know, what I mean, she's like in like the super cabana, like VIP. And it's just all these people who are slummed out, like in the in the GA. I was actually going to go to this festival. I would have been up front, and I could have died. You know what I mean? And 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 over Travis Scott, and it's just like these big corporations and these big like artists and you know people like Alec Baldwin or whatever. Like I don't know if he's if he's completely negligent or or what or what the details of that are. But regardless, some like people are dead, and it's like you know whose fault is it? If if there's if it's if it's not if it's not on the part of the accountability of the producer or the person you know hosting the festival then whose fucking fault is it and who's going to go to jail over this anybody or, or not like you know mm-hmm. no i know exactly what you mean like it you know it's just because like i like you know ladies quote-unquote vips like it just like they just cut corners because they I, I feel like deep down they really don't care you know what i mean like they don't really care but like it's like they're just so big that they don't realize that the world doesn't revolve around them no because they're not going to be taught no nothing's going to happen to them kendall, kendall and kylie are fine and travis if he doesn't go to jail it's like he has so much. He he. The, the partnership with Better Health in and of itself would probably is probably going to pay for the funeral costs. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a direct transfer from Better Health to him to that to those families, and it's just going to be like a. It's just the write off. It's has. It's not. It's not a genuine. Nothing here is like even the bare minimum, at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's so fucked up. You know what I mean? And I hate to cancel another performer like this. You know, and say you can't perform, but it's like, goddamn. Like I mean. <laughs> what the fuck is going on everybody's so irresponsible with with their with the microphone god fucking damn mm-hmm. yeah uh, i mean yeah it just it is kind of crazy like that now that you mentioned that of like it's like we build up these like celebrities to be like idols right and like you know but at the end of the day like you know once they like they they do like a big fuck up like this it's just like wow i can't believe like i was such a big fan of you and like everything you did like, you know, like, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, like, I really, like, I, I was a big fan of Travis. Like, I, I, I still like his music. Right. I did think he fuck up, fucked up a lot. So, but like, yeah, we definitely just got to see more from him. You know, like, at least act like, at least like, say their fucking names. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 100. Like we did. How, how that's, that's like bare minimum. Just like having the, you know, having the uh, list in front of your face in front of the thing saying their names saying their ages that kind of stuff but the whole yeah. thing it's like if he does that it's like he's culpable so it's like in the lawsuit later on it's going to be like oh well here's a video of him saying it's like it's like all they care about is the lawsuit in the future and they're just like putting their sunglasses on and, and carrying their briefcases and just like answering no questions and it's like there's no fucking transparency it's bullshit 
but it's just like you know that's just the way it is you know i feel like it's always been kind of like that um just where like people you know in the suits they just never give a fuck about the little people the people who are real you you know what i mean like the real fans right exactly like, they just don't give a fuck they just see it as numbers it's like oh like this is ways how i can be more successful blah 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 yeah and like, it does yeah but um i guess to, to close that i i also just want to say like um you know, anybody that was injured in this or anybody, anybody that was injured in this and anybody that helped out again, my friend, I had a friend down there that was pulling people fucking out of the, he was working and he was literally, he was like literally pulling people out of the pit and helping them. And, and, you know, all those people down there who did that and who reported on this, like, and, and gave us transparency when, when these big corporations and Travis would not, um, good on you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, and, uh, you know, there, there is also a theory or like something that there might've been one guy injecting people, um, go to hell, uh, eat shit and die. If you're, if you're at a festival doing that fucking die. Um, I hate you. Um, you know, (laughs) fuck that guy. Damn. Fuck that guy. No, seriously. (laughs) Uh, so like, can you like confirm that actually happened? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's like one person might've been injected again. I don't, it's, this is all like theoretical. Like apparently one security guard got hit in the neck and there's like a, the police, I did say that this was a possible theory that, um, you know, that, and they gave him Narcan and he got revived. So like this one security guard had happened to, I don't know like what the motivation would be to do that. And like in general, like this is not what happened to people. You know, I, I, I know about medical shit and the compression and the pushing forward and the trampling is what caused the, the cardiac arrests and, and the deaths. Like, yeah. So, um, uh, again, to, to all the victims, families, this is horribly tragic that your that um your loved one died at you know some somewhere where they were being entertained or supposed to be entertained and 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 the the people who were running it all only cared about money and didn't care about their safety so you know RIP to them uh donate to their families there's going to be a, a link uh, in the bio uh of this episode or the description of this episode um and in our bio so please donate to them um yeah that was pretty heavy but um you know sometimes sometimes you know this episode this is a funny show and we we like to joke around here but you know maybe this is just a more serious episode you know we're getting into news maybe it's not maybe it's not that uh that you know beneficial to joke around um we're gonna just let's just um to transition into the next thing without you know music or you know making light of anything let's just have a one minute moment of silence for all the victims uh in this case um if you want to pause this and have like a longer moment of silence or you just want to come back to it and whatever and out of respect for them whatever you need to do do your thing. We'll be back in one minute. Okay, well, I think we can move on from that onto a different topic. Um, you know, maybe lighten the mood up a little bit and just talk about how one of uh, our biggest inspirations and, and someone whose content we've reacted to quite a bit on this um, podcast, um, actually two of them, 
uh, recognize us and put it, put us on their stories. Uh, and I'm talking, of course, about Chad Hanks and Andrew from Channel Five. Yeah, man, it's you know, it's it's kind of crazy, just like how like we're almost on their their same level, <laughs> Chad Hanks and Andrew. Like it's just crazy, just like how we spent so much time talking about them, mm-hmm. um, like just like seeing them through content to like being this close to them. You, I, you know what I mean? I mean, like Chet, like I mean, I remember we were in the DMs with him, like hoping to design his uh, his single. Yeah, and then now he's posting uh, a video of you listening to his uh, the, the <laughs> doing <single>. a little <laughs> dance. He's a nice guy, bro. He's he's honestly a very a very genuine and nice guy. And like I I always thought that from him, and I just thought he was a goof, and I like I like the goof on him. But like um, what do you call it? He put out a song with Soldier Boy. He just got signed to Soldier's record label, and uh, I listened to it. and I thought it was really good. And I messaged him and I said, "Hey, man, you're getting better at rapping. I really like this." And he said, "Thanks a lot." And I was like, "Hey, cool. <laughs> like, thanks for whatever." And you know, we just had a little small conversation, and um, then he put something on his story where it's like, "Oh, if you make a video to my song, I'll post you." I was like, "All right, bet." did it made my first tiktok dance <laughs> got reposted by tom hanks's son <laughs> man dude the internet's like weird like that right and then like next like couple days andrew fucking responds um to the the meme that you made of it <laughs> to make fun of his uh, instagram story yeah dude i died dude i thought that was so funny Oh yeah, the that blue mask uh, and the and the spider jumpsuit, I guess, is a real um a real fucking uh, lucky charm because it was just like I just saw him post it on his story. He always posts things where it's like, oh, like I need somebody in the California area to hook me up and give me a Nevada tattoo within the next hour because I'm leaving or something like that. He just has <laughs> yeah, a crazy it, life. <laughs> dude, it seriously is most like 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 I don't know. It's just it's like yo, I need somebody in the area with a sewing machine, uh, a foam machine, and a party light. Yeah. Also has to be ten miles from me. <laughs> it's always like, yeah. It, oh my god! It's like I always want to like interact with it. I always want to be like oh like I always want to provide him with, with what he needs because I would love the chance to like like uh you know hash it out with him, talk to him, and stuff like that. You know? No, seriously. Like he seems like um like even though like uh, his character like supposed to come off as like an awkward like host, like he seems like a really cool guy. You know what I mean? Like um uh, like. I can tell like he, he was he's genuine just the way that he that even does the interviews is just like he always lets like the other person like explain themselves and like doesn't really like argue with them which is what I, I really like about his content because it makes just people just like say what's actually on their mind yeah the the whole the gotcha journalism which is not really that existent it's just kind of like you know just for fun I, I feel like it's all kind of just for fun which I like a lot um at the end of the day and like the gotcha is really in the editing you know what I mean the interview part of it is just like he just puts the mic up to your face and you know, um, a, a good interview, a good interviewer knows that, you know, one that when the other person is done talking, like they're not done talking, you just keep it in their face, keep the microphone in their face and they'll say more. You know what I mean? They'll say what's really on their mind because it's awkward. And then they're like, uh, I got to fill time. Like, let me say something, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, there's a mic in my face. I have to be talking. I have to say something. I'm on camera. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm being mm-hmm. interviewed. No, seriously. I, I like to just like how like, um, like his questions are just so like, they're so obvious yet like it's exactly what we're all thinking you, you know what i mean it's just like we like he asked the questions of like remember like um when he's talking to that other tv the gotcha guy uh, what episode was Conser- that? like the, conservative andrew like the during the anti-vax protests or whatever it was yeah yes the, uh, the anti-vax uh, protest in hollywood and how like the dude in like the suit like the way he, like, he started off the conversation he was so aggressive because he thought like he was doing a gotcha and he was trying to get the gotcha guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and then like when Andrew just like straight up was just like, "No, tell me what you think." Okay, can you explain that? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he, he's that guy's always used to owning the libs, and he thought that Andrew was a lib, which like I mean he kind of is, but it's just like he he acts the part of not he acts the part of like a goof. Like his suit is stupid. Like um his cameras are old. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. And it's like he looks like a you know just a guy like an amateur guy doing doing this independent shit. Which you know again at the end of the day he he is because he is independent. But like that's what that's what makes people like um so you know um so giving with their words when they talk to him (laughs) because it's just like they're just like oh this guy is kind of just like us just like an average guy like doing his thing Mm -hmm. no yeah i I love it too and like people ask him just like like, who do you work for and he's just like channel five and they're like channel five (laughs) i think my favorite part of that whole video is when he um he interviews the he like puts the mic up to the cameraman who's who's filming that guy and he goes uh he's he goes you're gonna go viral going viral viral going viral are you going viral are we going viral hopefully Hopefully you got a bunch of fights today. You're gonna go viral. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, Is that a gimbal? <laughs> He's like, What is that, a gimbal? <laughs> oh my god. It's <laughs> such a weird question. <laughs> dude, it's so fucking weird, man. Dude, dude, you know, it's just so weird how like I don't know how he's able to find like the like the right people to talk to. But he always does. Like he always finds like the person who just says the most like off the wall type of shit. Like the like Valone Thug. On, oh yeah. Uh, the, uh, on the which one is that? Utah. Yeah, the v- yeah Valone Thug like bro. And then he's just like who? <laughs> it's like if you if you had to kill anybody, who would it be? <laughs> Hillary Clinton. <laughs> he's like, like oh, that that's a got that's some gotcha journalism right there. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. He always finds the ra- no matter where he goes, he always finds the rappers and he always finds the people who like want to say something about like the Jews or like Hillary Clinton or like like cabals or you know he always finds those people no matter where he he could be at like um like mcdonald's and he's just like you know what do you think about the fries here and the guy's like well you know the jews and then just like <laughs> yeah right well uh, it's about yeah it really is kind of crazy just like uh, that, that always end to become like themes of these episodes but it's just like out of nowhere i mean but i don't know for the anti-vax ones you understand that but like when it goes like music festivals it's like what like you, these kids are saying what now <laughs> I just think his show understands American culture better than any other news program because culture, what is culture? Culture is, you know, what people do when you're not around. So like, you know, um, at Blizzard, for example, like that, that gaming studio, it was a toxic work culture because they were like sexually harassing people doing this and that, you know what I mean? But like behind closed doors, like nobody knew about it. Everybody was just like Blizzard makes games, right? This it's like the news, the news reports on anti-vaxxers and they, they all look like dummies and whatever it's just like a big force of people but they never like go to individual people and ask them exactly what they think and like at the end of the day most of these people are just uninformed like they don't even know what they believe you know what i mean and they're just like spewing like you know whatever conspiracy theory they heard off facebook and you know it's there to piss off the libs but if you're just an infiltrator and you're not a lib it's like what are, what are they going to say to you well you know they might tell you about like you know they might tell you about some other shit it's like a little side quest type of thing which i think is cool mm. no definitely like yeah, see, that's what I was saying. Like, I like his uh, reporting style. It's just like, since he's not there to own you, and, and you're in, like, you know, he's there to just, like, kind of just see your perspective of it. As crazy as it yeah. is, he, we still kind of want to see it. Well, yeah. I mean, again, that's why I'm saying it's a great look into American culture, because culture is, you know, what people are doing when, 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 when the, the, the adults aren't in the room, what are you doing? And it's like, <laughs> That they say that that's when they say what they really mean and that's what they do and they what they really do like you know what i mean i'm sure in a backyard somewhere in my town i'm sure there's uh you know a bunch of white people sit, sitting around and one of them said the n-word and nobody's going to tell you know nobody's going to tell anybody else outside of that backyard that they said that it's just like it slipped out when they were drunk and it's like ignored 
But in this, it's just like he go he infiltrates where these people are comfortable and he puts a mic in their face and they say these things like willingly. And, you know, he gets them to sign shit. It's like, boom. It's like, you know, at the mm. end of the day, I, I think that I think that whether he's he's it's gotcha and he's like getting people or, you know, he's just like goes to the Hoff twins and he like, you know, is, you know, makes blows them up, makes them famous, goes to Chet Hanks and lets him talk his shit. He, he just lets people talk his shit. And, you know, I, I definitely appreciate that. And, and um, I want this podcast to be like that. I want to invite guests on and I want to let people talk their shit. You know, but but no racist. <laughs> yeah, let's say uh, none of those people. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> no, definitely, I I definitely want to do this podcast like that, Andrew. If you're listening, and feel free to hop on. We'd Come on the pod, brother. Know you, dude. Yeah, teach us a few things about interviewing people. Listen, man, I, I yeah, you're you're sick, dude. And I, I remember you back in the um the the quarter confession days over on on Instagram when you were down in the French Quarter uh interviewing drunk people you know what i mean we all come from humble beginnings now you're on hassan piker's pod you got you know new york times journalists profiling you, you, you got know adult swim yeah you got adult swim you got fucking tim heidecker and eric warheim like um you know funding your movie and shit like i know you're doing big things but i know at, at heart you're still a diy uh crazy off the wall motherfucker just like us and I, i'd love to have you on buddy and nick as well and and uh i forgot the other guy's name but him too any 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 of y'all want to come on open invitation a hundred percent. Uh, and, but here's, here's the, here's the thing. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, we got to, obviously if we're, <laughs> we're having a podcast like this, we got a platform, we got the open invitation list and we got the block list and, uh, you know, you got to make enemies sometimes in this, in this field, right? You know what I mean? Can't all be friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, made a lot of enemies, made a lot <laughs> of enemies. <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, it's weird, though, you know, because, like we were saying, like, you know, it's so cool we were able to connect with, like, Andrew and, and like, talk and connect with Chet Hanks, like, on social media. We even also connected with a bunch of people um, who uh, disagree with us pretty heavily. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know what I mean? And there's some people in the middle, too, where it's like, um, I don't know. Sometimes you can make, like, not an enemy out of somebody, but sometimes, you know, when you're when you're dealing in this media shit, like, and somebody hires you or something, you can, you can fuck something up. And, you know, that certainly happened to me, too. And, you know... Um, it is interesting. I didn't, I never thought that it would ever be like that. I, I just like, you know, I thought that when you're independent, you're not working for people. It's just like, you can kind of do whatever, but like, you know, you, again, you make enemies, you make, sometimes you make people mad at you sometimes, whatever. But, um, sometimes I don't mind when people are mad at me because, you know, uh, in the end you, you get justified. And, and in the case of Azalea Banks, um, transphobe, um, uh, uh, threatener of violence on people, uh, animal sacrificer, Azalea Banks, um, who had one good song in 2010 about eating cunt, um, you know, thinks that she has free range to be homophobic and, and, and threaten people on, on Instagram. Uh, let's talk about that. <laughs> Man, dude, we're killing it with these transitions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but off that, yes. Uh, Zelia Banks is a horrible person. Like, and, and it just, but part of her being this horrible person with, uh, that one good song from the 2010 she really did inspire like a cult following. And, uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, you know, follow the comments closely on our page. That cult following does not like it when we talk about it. Nope. At all. Nope. Unless we give her compliments, but even the slightest, like, you know, diss to her, even if I said like the beat is a little bit off, it's like, you don't know about music. You fucking asshole. You fucking cis male, cis white male. Yeah. Who the fuck are you to tell me I I can't I can or cannot defend trans people? Who the fuck are you to tell me I can or cannot be a, a, a an ally 
to gay or lesbian or bisexual or whoever people. You know what I mean? Who the fuck are you here to tell me? Who? Why are you questioning my allyship? You fucking worm. Get the fuck out of my face. Not. I'm not talking about Azalea. I'm talking about these anonymous, you know, people who are of the Azalea cult. And people with less than a hundred followers on Instagram. Always, bro. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Like it's just like. Dude, like it got real bad because so like those you don't know, um, Ryan did a, a news post um, of just uh, it was a picture of Azalea Banks of, and then like it was a recording video of audio of Azalea Banks just saying some very transphobic shit and targeting Arca with all this transphobia. Yeah, more specifically, she you know she you know went on and um, basically said, let's see. Well, I mean, for a while, they'd been going back and forth. They were having beef because, you know, Azalea is transphobic, but Arca is, you know, likes to work with controversial figures. In the past, she's worked with Kanye. She's worked with, um, you know, Sia is even a little bit controversial. <laughs> you say uh, Sia? Sia, yeah. I mean, Sia has her. If you look it up, bro, look up, look up, yeah, look up Sia. Um, even look at the movie that she put out recently about the autistic person and, like, she made a whole <laughs> movie about how, like, the like basically, like, if you have an autistic sister, you should, like, put your knee on their back to calm them down. Anyway, fuck. That's oh, whole... I, I do remember that. Oh my god, yeah, the... I, I totally forgot that happened to that movie. Holy fucking shit! Yeah, that's a whole different story. I don't want to diss Arca in, in this case. I don't want to fuck up her bag. Um, you know, Arca's sick. You know, I respect Arca to the highest degree. She's fucking sick. Her newest song, um, forgot the name of it, just came out today. She announced, you know, kick kick two and kick three. I'm excited for this project. I'm excited to see her on the ninth with Troy. Um, it's gonna be fucking sick. Love you, Arca. Love you can't nothing but respect for you um but yeah basically with this whole azalea thing um you know she was gonna work with um arca and release a song uh they've been going back and forth about you know releasing it or not releasing it and then uh ultimately azalea you know misgendered her purposely and called her you know a white boy which she is white because she is venezuelan um you know like racially ethnically whatever she she i guess she technically is white just like a spaniard would be white but I feel like it does take away her like Latin identity, like purposely, just by saying "white boy," um, just totally just dissing her and calling her greasy, and you know even threatening violence against her, threatening like mutilation of her, um, threatening her fans, calling her fans you know f slur that, and you know what I mean. And um, it's just crazy to me how people still defend this this woman like as if she's like a gift from God or something like. You know, her music is not that good to defend all this. And even so, even if her music was really good, you can just say, okay, the music is good. I can still listen to it. But like, I'm not going to defend this person, you know, in the comments section. You don't have to defend her just because just because 212 is a good song. Like, you just don't have to. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. That, see, that's, you know, it's kind of like uh, that theme that, like, you know, I know we've said a lot in the group chat, but like, it, it seems like people are doing a lot of like mental gymnastics. 100%. Like, just the way that, like, like you know, they can ignore all the transphobic stuff. But, like, if you call her transphobic, we're the ones who are racist. You know, you know what I mean? It's just like, just like, excuse me? Like, I, I mean, you know, to be fair, I will say uh, the photo chosen wasn't the best, but neither was the audio of her <laughs> talking. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, like, she was, like, saying some, like, some foul grow shit like you know like you can't be saying that shit to like people like i can't like i like i've never even thought about like even like saying anything like what she was saying you know what i mean it's just like what the fuck yeah like what like like what does she have does she have to kill somebody in order for people to say like okay like you know does she actually have to do the violence like in person in order for people to be like all right like i disavow her or would they make an excuse for that too it's just like 
you know where is the end and it's just like when when people continue and instagram especially you know is i'm pointing the finger at you like i'm not asking you to cancel her i'm not asking you to do any of this but at least like look out for her videos where she says these things and take them down as they come up and 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 send her some sort of a warning or something like privately even you don't it doesn't nothing none of this has to be public i think cancellation is stupid you know unless it's in the case of like certain things like again the travis scott situation like travis scott should like stop performing for a little bit type of shit you know what i mean just out of people's for people's safety but like azalea banks like it's not up to me whether or not she's redeemable you know what i mean it's not up to you whether or not she's redeemable it's not really up to anybody but i think instagram as a platform you know who you know will ban us for um i like today i tried to i tried to raise money for for sex workers and they they took that down because i thought that i was like an only fans like a uh, cam girl or something and i was trying to link people to my um link people to my like cam soda or my only fans like they, they, just because i mentioned sex worker and because i put like link in bio they took those two things as as a as me being a sex worker and um you know which is like not allowed on their platform for whatever reason and they took that and they put an infraction against us you know what i mean that happened just this morning a- after we recovered the password and almost lost the the page and it's like yeah. this this person just because they made a good hip house song back in 2010 they get to do all sorts of shit yeah dude it it's just getting nuts like it's just like their algorithm it, it, it but it's you know it's kind of like that responsibility that like you know we're kind of used to seeing i mean it's just like they don't care as long as it's like makes money or like you know azalea banks drives the interaction to people to go on their app so why would we get rid of azalea banks you know what i mean like it, mm-hmm. it's like that thought process that's like that's gonna lead to like a dangerous situation you know what i mean like azalea banks like if she ever like threatens arca like like, he- like heavily online and somebody acts on that like it could be like a random fan yeah it's just like you know what i mean like she's got the influence to where like that could possibly happen right she has the mic you know what i mean and she has eight hundred eighty five thousand followers and and a blue check and she can't get banned and she can just sit there and say all these things like you know the, the initial beef with me and her um you know it's it's really not that long lasting and and people hate when i bring it up because people think i'm just like clout grabbing or whatever and you know to an extent i am fuck it you know i'll be transparent um but you know ultimately what happened was um you know i was in i was in chicago uh i was you know uh, smoking some cbd uh from cushy dreams and i was uh drinking or whatever and i was coming back from you know a bar or whatever because i was out there covering pitchfork and um i went on instagram for whatever reason i went on the stories and i saw azalea banks was just like shitting on julia fox um calling her a junkie whore and that kind of thing and and she was saying all this shit because like i guess interview magazine gave julia fox like a better cover story than they gave azalea and they gave doja cat so she was just like oh like interview magazine is racist they gave you know me and doja bad coverage which is you know it, it potentially true you know what i mean which is not a bad point because i did look at the coverage and and doja cat's coverage looked kind of shitty and azalea's was especially shitty and julia fox's was really good and it's not that that's it's not that that's an invalid point but it's not julia fox's fault it's interview magazine's fault for for you know covering imbalance and and even if it was julia fox's fault or whatever even if like julia fox was like you know give azalea bad coverage which didn't happen um you shouldn't be calling her a junkie and attacking her personally and and sharing videos of her with needles in her arms and you know calling her mm-hmm. a you know a dumb white whore and and attacking another woman for what like for what reason because because you, you got bad coverage fuck you like what the fuck mm-hmm. no yeah definitely a lot of like misdirected anger like towards that like you know it, it's just weird how like she like flipped it and just blamed julia fox and only her but it's not like she even gets to choose what's in 
the coverage. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's up to like the people who actually put the work in and do all that shit. Like, but like that's why like yeah, Azalea is just like she's just like a loose cannon. Like she fucking gets angry and just like lets loose. Put, she puts these people in the middle like like doja cat doesn't want anything to do with you doja cat doesn't want to be involved in a story where you're calling somebody a junkie you know what i mean like like julia fox and doja cat might actually run into each other at a party which you won't be at because nobody fucking wants you to invite you because you're crazy um uh you know <laughs> anyway <laughs> n- nobody wants you there because you're unhinged because you're gonna break a wine glass over somebody's you know uh somebody's fucking hand because you want to you want a story you know what i mean or you or you you find you found some reason to go at them or something or whatever like people you're completely unhinged and people don't want you at their events because you're a fucking trouble starter and you know again going back to what exactly started the beef between me and azalea banks that's like you know memes now people are making memes about it which i think is great um spread the word i love it you know what i mean i don't give a fuck um you know again i was drunk high in the in the chicago subway um and i i saw that azalea banks put on her instagram um like a little post and it was like hey you know where have all the the uh, the good music critics gone? Where's like the people from 2010 who used to like the good shit? And you know what I mean? Where are my you know New York people like who can you know do this and that? And and I want to share unreleased tracks. I want you in the studio. I want to talk to you. This and that. I was like, wow, this is a cool opportunity. But I was like, you know, she said some weird things in the past. She said, you know, she called Zane like um, I won't even say it because you know I won't even say it. You could just look it up, whatever. But it mostly was the Julia Fox thing that really irked me. Um, cause I was like, well, this is a, this is an outstanding thing that you did the other day and you just, it's, it's off your story. And now you're gaslighting your fans into thinking that like, you're like a, just an artist and that's it. And you want to move past your controversial past or whatever. You know what I mean? In the same way that, that like Chris Brown does, um, where it's like, oh, I beat Rihanna like 15 years ago. So I don't have to like, I don't have to be accountable for that. But it's like, well, look at the cases that you're continuing to rack up. Um, so I, you know, I, I commented and I said, Hey, Azalea, like, you know, I, I love your recent music. Uh, I love your, old, you know, some of your old songs are, are good. Uh, you know, Licorice is a good, good, uh, good song and, and 212 and all that stuff. I think those are all good songs. And uh, it seems like you're doing well. And like, I, you know, I am a fan of your music, but I'd like to, if, if we're going to, you know, uh, work together or if I'm going to be honest with you, because that's what you want, honest feedback, right? Um, I, I need to be honest with you and just say like, I, I'm, I'm pretty bothered by some of the things that you say. And I think that you should maybe like check you know, check some of the things that you say. Cause I, I feel like I didn't even go into specifics. I was just like, we need to have an honest conversation about these things before we work together because I, it's going to be on, on my head while, while, you know, a hip house beat is playing and I'm sitting next to Azalea Banks. And like, I can't, I can't carry that on my conscious. Just like, just like allowing her to, you know, work and whatever. And I'm just sitting there. Like I can't be in the studio with somebody like that and be dishonest. So I said that and she called me, you know, obviously the meme <laughs> goes uh, <laughs> what did she call me again <laughs> oh man god dude i damn i let me hold the screenshot i love this photo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is it i think she called us um uh, a bird braided a bird brain music uh review page <laughs> pussy or some shit oh yeah he called it she called us pussies like and that like we lost the opportunity and that we need to grow some balls yeah like, which was a good burn you know a good burn but i, I will say like you know what? i was those digs i love them <laughs> <laughs> yeah the digs are not the problem it's it's the yeah it's always the throw you know it you can come at me all you want you want to call me a, a pussy brain whatever the fuck you call me like music critic but yeah it's when you start attacking people who like did nothing wrong to you and aren't like even interacting with you is like that's when it that's when you know you, you gotta you gotta check yourself and you gotta like think about what the fuck you're saying no, totally. Honestly, what I like to like since we're like still like a, like like anonymous kind of on the internet, 
Like, I, I bet if she knew anything about us, she would have said some personal ass shit on there, you know? Because she just fucking is evil. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, but, like, you you know what I mean? Like, like I think it's because, like, I, I think it's why it's funny because it wasn't personal at the time. Well, yeah, we don't have faces, bro. I mean, what are you going to say? We, what are you going to say? Your logo is shitty? No, it's not. It's sick. People Wait. buy the shirts. You, you know what call I mean? me ugly? You never seen my face. <laughs> you never seen my face. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah. So in, in that case, it, it, you know, to sum up this topic, we don't have to go on on and on and on about this. But this is our first major beef, uh, I'd say, <laughs> in the music industry. And you know, this is a good started one. I mean, yeah. I mean, I will say like uh, for beefs, I don't mind being in this one just because like I I do think we are in the right. I, I do think that she needs to like. Oh, you know, here I found it. Uh, <laughs> uh was it you already lost the opportunity i don't have to redeem myself to a pussy ass social media bird brain grow some balls and that the famous last words <laughs> never never grow spoke to me ball. again yeah man oh my god i don't i love that i love that that fucking response i think it's my favorite comment that and uh, who's gonna read all that <laughs> yeah i'll take it bro that's fine i don't know who's gonna read all that i don't read it you know what i mean i <laughs> I, I just write it you know i feel that i understand um yeah, i mean and those who do read the whole thing i'm sorry that the last paragraphs are unedited but um you know i get i, I <laughs> lose motivation <laughs> oh that's funny yeah but um yeah it, it is just it is just really funny and and i think i i i don't know if i got her back you know exactly the, in the best way that i that i could ever whatever because i was a little bit i was a little bit you know off the off the the shiz or whatever but like i said to her like um well i was like well you know since i i guess you know I, there's no opportunity i said i gave you a caveat i said there's no opportunity unless you there was a condition to the opportunity so like, if you don't accept the condition then there's no there was no there was no opportunity to be had in the first place i was not going to work with you regardless if you're not going to talk to me and be honest with me you know what mm-hmm. i mean so I, I, i'm like you lost i don't care like and honestly no, exactly honestly she did because what because like what you know in the next two years what if we you know are are a force in like cultural shit we don't burn bridges and we like people like us and people respect us and all of a sudden like she can't even get a show at terminal five because like they don't want to book her because she's transphobic and openly transphobic you know what i mean Mm-hmm. no totally like honestly that's how I, I kind of feel like whenever we do like these like collabs and like they don't work out like you know i mean sure like i understand like things don't work out but like i know to like i feel like they're not to get personally because i'm like all right one day like they're gonna be like oh man i wish i would have done that interview or man i wish i could have done that collab with them yeah because like yeah i don't know i feel like the, the growth we're going like i i feel good you, you me, too. Like, me too me too like it feels good especially like i feel like most of our followers are actual are actual fans too. We're like they like stuff, they interact with us in the comments and like they actually listen to the podcast. Like you know, it's nice. Yeah, it's weird to hear from people that we um that like like a specific thing from like minute forty three of the podcast or something and I'm just like, You actually listen all that all that way through? That's really like that really means a lot to me because like you know, sometimes I just think I'm rambling, sometimes I think I'm just being like ego egotistical and I'm just like I I think my you know, my farts smell good or something. You know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like I have an ego trip and I try to <laughs> I try and bring myself down. And it's good to know that people just like are just like, No, I just like your opinions on stuff and that that's all it is. It's, it doesn't have to be it no nobody we're not, we're not worshiping you, you know what I mean? And I and I, I respect that and I like that. I don't want to be worshipped. I don't even want to be my face to be seen. You know what I mean? I don't want to be idolized. I don't want that. No. I just I want my opinions no, totally. to speak for themselves. I think yours should too, you know? 
No, exactly. Like, honestly, I mean, that's why I like doing the mask for the most part is because, like, it is, like, you know, like, here, like, know what's by, like, our opinions and tastes rather than, like, like, who we are. Yeah. You know, which, which is, like, I feel like it's just a way better thing, not better thing, but I think it's interesting to do on Instagram where, like, I feel like it's a very big, like, look at me, app. look at, look at what I, like, look at these selfies, look at these blah, 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 and we're just, like, Here's our thoughts, and people actually fuck with them. You know what's the funniest thing? Uh, you know, going off on that, that I, I thought that was really was really funny. Um, uh, I was you know chilling with Ryan yesterday. Uh, you know, friend of the pod, uh, been on the pod tons of times. Obviously, everybody everybody who is a longtime listener knows Ryan. Uh, we were chilling, hanging out, and he goes, um, "Bro, I was on Instagram the other day, and I saw this fine ass like model or whatever on there." And then he's like, and then I scroll a little bit further on the Discover page, and it's like azalea banks transphobic and he's like oh fuck he ruined my mood (laughs) (laughs) and he's like i guess i have to read this and he's like oh this is you know damn i uh." he like he's like he's like and then i actually sat there and i actually read it for five minutes and like i actually looked into it like myself you know what i mean and i like that i think that's perfect the whole thing (laughs) oh my god yeah he went through and he looked through the comments and he's like oh god what the fuck did she do now you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm no, yeah, I mean, I like how like um our like since we are on Instagram, it is a social media app. Like, I really like how like the, the social aspect of it. People like actually like comment on shit, and they're like, you know what? Like, I read the whole thing, and this is my response to your response. Yeah, right. Like, exa- you know? Exactly. Like, I don't know. I like how it's like a, kind of like an exchange of ideas rather than just like where that like says all bees all you know what i mean yeah that's why i don't really like you know the idea of having a website is for stability because uh i think we should maybe close out the episode talking about some music but then also talking about like the situation that happened last night that i that i let you know about um but like we should definitely have a website for stability purposes we should probably move on to a different platform uh that's more stable and less you know algorithmically ruled over than instagram um you know what I mean? Probably in the future, like Twitter, I think maybe would be a good platform to continue to expand on. Um, yeah, because to... Twitter's never toxic. It's not that it's it's not that it's not toxic. <laughs> it's just that we can <laughs> we can use it as a home base. We don't have to like put our opinions out there on Twitter, but just like we can just kind of like, you know what I mean? Build a following that way. If our if our Insta goes down, we have you know we have we can we have leverage with Twitter followers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Um, plus, I got... Plus, it's like that's a better platform for links. And if we do have a website, we can actually put the link to the fucking that's article. Re- I'm, that's really what I want. I mean, ultimately, like shit. Like, what do you what do you want out of this in the end? Like, like if somebody like if somebody is like, okay, I'm going to transfer you. I'm going to transport you two years into the future, and whatever you see in two years is like you're going to get it. Like, what is that? What is that for you? For me, like besides having honestly, a website, yeah. Of honestly, having like uh, like a podcast where like. We actually have regular guests, you know, like I want to be like the, the, how do I say this? I want to be like the, the Joe Rogan experience that isn't fucking stupid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's true. That's a good point. Like early episodes of Joe Rogan were like, you know, it's just like he'd invite his boys in and they just talk about comedy or working out or something. But like, and now every episode he's just like, oh, like covid uh horse to warmer blah 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 these libs are ruining society like no like i want to like have people on and like talk about shit that they're passionate in, you know like people share stories of just like like their experiences of like going on the road or like performing at, at a venue or like just tell us like you know kind of like check in just been like like how they've been yeah i feel that i i really like the idea of um like you know our ultimate plan we're trying to move to brooklyn 
uh very cliche obviously uh you know what i mean it's like the brand new american dream uh you know yeah <laughs> you move to brooklyn you start a podcast it's like it's like the new like garage band type situation yeah it is it's like starting your own uh, your own band again right yeah <laughs> so I, I like the idea of that but most importantly like you know it, it's not about the aesthetic of moving to brooklyn it's not even about the people that live there it's mostly like my whole thing about moving there is just like i like the idea that i can have you know people i like over like um you know reporters journalists like maybe andrew again like andrew from channel five or like comes through and, and, and he's visiting somebody and he can come through. And I, I want to build rapports with these people to the point where I don't have to write interview questions. I don't have to do that. Like we're just, mm-hmm. we're just, we're all successful. We're all doing well. And we're just all sharing stories and shooting the shit and like having fun. And that's what the content is. In, and, and the audio quality is good and people like it. Like that's all I, that's really all I want and, and to make money off of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Definitely. That last part. Definitely. <laughs> Cause we're not making that shit now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's just like, yeah, like, I I mean, like, it's not even like, like, to make money to like, you know, to be like Jeff Bezos or Elon no, Musk, no, just no. enough to for fucking rent and student loans that are fucking weighing us down. Yeah, for real. I, I would like some money for, for rent. Yeah, definitely. Some money to pay my rent. Um, You know, what I mean, some money if I, if I have a medical emergency, like I have good health insurance to back me up. Um, You know, I was talking to a journalist yesterday from from Vox. Um, Shout out Rebecca Jennings. Really good interview. That's going to come out next Thursday. Um, was talking to her about different options for us. And like, you know, uh, if, if we wanted to do more journalism, like we can always just reach out to certain people and on Twitter and that kind of thing and do some freelancing. And I don't know if I'd want to work for a, a corporation. It would give us like a little bit more leverage and also a little bit more stability, like as far as, um, <clears throat> as far as like health insurance goes and stuff like that, I guess. But ideally for me, I would like to have enough money where it's like, I, I'm making a good salary off Patreon, a good salary off my podcast, a good salary off like a bunch of different avenues. You know what I mean? Not just podcasting, but also journalism, uh, and, mm-hmm. and photography and, you know, like Jack of all trades. Um, and ultimately I'd like to move to Montreal because Montreal, you get, you can get a free education and you can get free health insurance after five years of living there. So. Oh, Montreal. And you, you might be on your own there, but a little no, too that's cold okay. for me. That, we can do. We can still do remote. That's fine. I I wouldn't mind doing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I totally know what you mean. Like, I mean, honestly, I, like, I guess, like, doing shit like this is like another. Well, one of the only good things that really come from COVID because, like, because when we started this, like, we've always been like like away from each other. Like, we've never been in like the same room besides like the retreat episodes. There's been a couple so, episodes, like, yeah, here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it really, like, like set us up in a situation to where, like, we're able to, to like, create create something like this. Like, it's such a unique time in history, too. Just, like, you know what? We'll do it uh, over the phone. We'll do it, like, you know, through Zoom. We'll do it through clean feed. Like, because like, I feel like whenever, like, people are like, oh, let's do a podcast. Like, it's just, like, we all have to be in the same room. Like, oh, we can't yep. do it in the same room. Okay, it looks like we're not doing it. Yeah, we got to get a studio. Oh, I had to buy a mic. It's always like a, you know, a hurdle of some sort. But yeah, at the bare minimum, like you can just record, you can just have a pair of iPhone headphones and just record onto like Anchor or something like that. And just like you can put your podcast out there. But like, you know, I, I, I like doing a little bit more than the bare minimum. So me and you have both, we both have nice mics. We have a nice software, you know. Yeah. Not this episode, but. <laughs> it, it honestly doesn't sound that bad. I mean, maybe in like listening back, it'll sound sound bad. But like, you know, uh, except for a couple of cutouts and the, and the ARC audio up front. Um, <laughs> like, I think it sounded pretty good. Um, I think content wise, this has been a, a pretty good episode. Um, you know, definitely a sad one and definitely like a drama filled episode, I think. But I, I was definitely happy to talk about like. I'm definitely happy to continue to talk about my future because I just want to, 
you know, all I want to do is just like, you know, um, put people onto shit. I just want to be like, you know, I, I really like Twin Peaks The Return. I want to write a whole piece about it. And I want like, I would love like if, if like a thousand people read that and, and watch the whole series and we're like, wow, like this really is like the best TV show ever. Like, you know, mm-hmm. not, I didn't create the TV show, you know what I mean? But like, I'm, you know, no, I know what you mean though. Cause like, yeah, cause I, we talked about it a lot, like never like we text each other, but it's just like kind of just curating stuff of just like things that people don't like really see like, you know, on TV or like see these commercials of just like, you know, you know what I mean? Where like you, like you'll put on like whatever. And then the ads for like a TV show you'll never watch. Yep. But, and then we're just like, Hey, this show is fucking sweet. Or this album is amazing. Like give it a listen. You know, and it kind of just gives like an alternative to like, you know, to the garbage that we're used to being spoon fed. Yeah, because alter- alternative nowadays, like it's it's a useless term. I mean, like Tame Impala is alternative, but Tame Impala is like pop music. So it's like, you know, what people don't know what alternative is nowadays. And like, honestly, I think, yeah, I like that we're again, we're anti like, like I said before, my friend was scrolling through and he was looking at thirst traps and he thought that he was just going to have a regular Instagram experience where you don't have to read anything or whatever. Maybe you watch a 15 minute clip <laughs> to read. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's just like, ah, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, let me pay attention. That's what I love. I love breaking the algorithm. That's why how we started because we're like, oh, we're going to do a, we're going to do a, uh, you know, an Instagram review site, like where people read on again. You know what I mean? Stupidly. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? People don't, <laughs> a lot of people don't like to read, but some people will actually stop and stop their scrolling their mindless scrolling for the day and actually like do some mindless scrolling on our shit you know what i mean and actually read and like we're like trojan horsing and like reading again that's why i i love that i don't know no i like that too to be honest like i I, I, like i like just what we've been doing just because like like no no one's does this you know even like when like uh, an like an instagram page like world star or something like does like a story it's, mm-hmm. it's a link to like something else that's out of the app that you're not going to click or like it's like just just a picture or two you know i like how like we're just able to like you can keep everything we can keep everything in the the platform itself and people are actually able to read it yeah it's like it's like, like the and, whole thing. and discord is a, it's like a whole like discord underneath too like like um you know i mean if if it's a really controversial thing or it's like a really like popular single it'll be like 200 comments of just people like you know a guy who wants to get the last word or something <laughs> and he just keeps talking and somebody like disses him and then he talks, you know, and then it builds up to like 200 comments and then there's all these sub comments and you know what I mean? And most of them are supportive, which I like, which I think like lets us know that we're going in the right direction. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, overall that's, that's what I want. I want to, I want to, I just want to be a jack of all trades. I want to, I, I don't want to have to rely on anybody for a press pass. I don't want to have to rely on anybody for any of this shit. I want to be, I want to be homies with people and they let me into their show. Like just because like, you know, off, off, off the vibes, off the fact that we're, mm-hmm. that they're cool with us. No, no totally. I mean, I, honestly, I think that's like the best approach we have. Cause like, I also like, you know, like not to toot our own horns, but I think we're, we've been doing a lot of tooting around horns. Let's keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're with yeah, them. Sorry. But, what'd you say? No, but you know what I mean though? It's just like, I feel like, like we're, we're pretty genuine, you know, like, I, like we don't like do shit. Like we just like watch it. We don't want to, we are able to like, like talk to these people as people, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Like, especially like uh, the quote unquote, like, you know, well, not celebrities, but like blue check people. Like we're still able to like, be like, Oh, Hey, what's up? You know, like, how you doing? Yeah. We talk to them like they're human beings, what they are. You know what I mean? That's what they like. They don't, they don't like people talking to them in, 
like i hung out with with chris from uh chapo not the name drop but he's a cool guy you know what i mean i just wanted to bring this up because i'm not, a, not to name drop i'm gonna name drop the fuck out of this <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan i'm a, i've been a huge fan of chapo since like college you know what i mean I'm a, I'm a huge fan and and seeing him in person i can imagine like in my head like um like like when i was a governor's ball with him i could t- i could have totally imagined a different uh side of me or like a, a a clout chaser version of me or like a you know what I mean? Someone who's trying to gain something, just like going up to him and just all just talking about like different episodes of Chapo, like for like 12 hours. You know what I mean? Like, oh, how did you guys record this episode? Oh, you met Bernie Sanders. Oh, like, what was that like? Oh, you know what I mean? Like an interview, like I'm trying to get something from him. Like I'm trying to profile him, but he's just like enjoying his life. He's just like having a fun time. And like, and, and I didn't, you know, I, I nerded out a little bit. I was like, oh, I really like that last episode, but I don't want to talk about it too much. And we talked about other shit. We talked about music you know what i mean like we uh we watched the sets you know what i mean i showed him my photos i took photos of him type shit it was just like it was just a chill ass fucking day and like i just want that with people i want to be peers with people i don't want people i don't want to look up to people as like you know a hero when it's just like everybody's just a fucking human being at the end of the day like it sounds cliche but like straight up people don't people don't want to be talked about like their content people want to be talked about you know for for the qualities that these say that they see in themselves and that you see in them you know cross my fingers here sorry about that guys i had to order another water at at, uh mcdonald's (laughs) (laughs) they're they're gonna kick me out (laughs) oh yeah he's still at the mcdonald's drive-thru forgot about that troy's ate troy's already ate like 10 big macs because they're trying to kick him out yeah no yeah yeah i'll 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 get another fry (laughs) (laughs) but yeah to to end to to just like sum up my point and, and toss it back to you just like um yeah, people just want to be seen. People just want to be seen for the qualities they see in themselves, and they just want they just want to talk to people who are like minded and, you know, just about things that they like. And that's that's straight up it. They don't want to be talking about their work outside of work. Like, you know, you gotta respect it. No, totally. Like honestly, like um, yeah, kind of like you're saying about like you know, it's like who wants to like bring their work home with them? You know, like where they gotta like put the, the charade of just been like, oh, since I'm like. I do this show, I should be acting like this way. It's just like, we don't really expect that. Cause like, you know, they're real people mm-hmm. like uh, who are doing this. And like, and like, I guess like, I didn't really realize it until like we started doing it that I'm just like, yeah, there's like, cause I feel like me and you, like we're totally different offline of the podcast and that we are like on the podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. And definitely. like, so like, we're like, people forget like, you know, under these masks, like we're real people. It's us too Fuck being remembered I think I was made for you So why'd you wanna I guess we can transition and the episode which is the couple of shit we like um you know what i mean because we are you know curators at the end of the day we do put people onto things that we don't make um so you know is there anything that you've been listening to or that you watched recently that you want to discuss um yeah sure i mean like honestly like um i really liked the new mitski song uh the only uh the only heartbreaker mm-hmm. uh that's that just it's so good i love the, the 80s style of it like uh, in the drums and in the synths 
And like I thought her lyrics are pretty good on it too. Like the chorus is uh is pretty insane. Plus like I I don't know I, like maybe because like uh you know I've been in my own feels uh like the lyrics really stuck out to me. Definitely, definitely. But but yeah, like I like I was really impressed. And um and what was that other song too that you, that uh, you were t- talking about earlier? The, uh, okay, so the, I looked it up earlier. It was uh, Electro Rex by oh, um, Arca. Arca song. It's pretty good, isn't it? It's it's like it's really good. Like Arca does such a good job, uh, like making sounds that don't sound like they'll work together, but just make them, but just loop them in a way to like make them like really complement each other. Like mm-hmm. it's just so avant garde, avant garde that like it just comes off as like like a familiar feeling you get from it. Yeah, because it has it has like uh, especially her newest shit. Um, because she's actually releasing two albums on the same day. It's gonna be Kick Two and Kick Three. Kick two has like all these like reggaeton songs on them, like um, Rakata and uh, there was one other one. Oh, Incendio. That's a really really fucking good song. If you guys have, it. I'm, I think I'm gonna play us out probably with uh, one of those songs. Probably Incendio. I fucking love that song. But yeah, I love exactly like it's so familiar and um, but it's so experimental and weird at the same time. And if you delve into the lyrics, like I mean, they're in Spanish or they're like baby voiced. But like, I mean, this new single is filthy, bro. It's just like shove something down my throat, seethe and teeth, like 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 flick my clitor <laughs> like it's like insane like just like the things that you know arca comes up with and like the new ways that she's able to um you know keep it gross but also keep it like kind of sexy at the same time but like keep it kind of grimy but also keep it kind of like like she's like you know modeling for bottega and shit like that it's like the dichotomy of it is so cool i love the i love the grime versus the the glitz and the glamour and shit i think that's i think that's such a cool avenue um and i can't wait to see her perform perform both of those albums live or at least songs off of both those albums live um and if we get there early bro i was just at the knockdown center and literally it's like you're like it's like arca will be like in your face like really yeah oh my god it's so close bro like it's so like there's no it's so close like and people listening out there come to this event uh a2b2 night of fire um there's one in la on the third one in new york on the, the ninth um you know we're gonna be taking pictures we got a we got a nice camera so you know what i mean come through uh say hi come fucking see arca the the you know that's what everybody's gonna be there for and andy and uh earth eater and you know caro caro benito and machine girl and you know all that come through it's gonna be fucking great yeah it's gonna be a real good time i'm i'm, I'm pretty excited like now that like wow it's in like a, a month right like um yeah and exactly a month. oh my god this is oh hell yeah i'm so pumped I got to work it out with my my work tomorrow but um cuz I'm actually starting a different like a con- a contracted job but um yeah even so I'm going to I'm going to get there yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll take an Uber I don't give a fuck I'll get there I'll get there as early as I possibly can cuz I, I need to mm-hmm. see I got to see Arca in the flesh bro Arca is you know I I've, I've been a huge fan since since Jesus um you know of Arca's mm-hmm. work No same here like yeah I I loved uh Jesus like so much like I remember, like, when you told me, like, oh, like, like when you put me on Arca, you're, like, I was just, like, like, listening to her music, and it sounds, like, so much like Jesus, and I'm like, wow, she really was behind, like, a lot of that sound. All the dog barking, and all the grimy sounds, and all the, all the, you know, the sharp edges is, like, that's, like, pure Arca, like, pure Arca influence. Mm-hmm. And Travis yeah, Scott, no. too, actually, you know, to bring it all full circle, uh, you know, on production. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Um, so, Ryan, uh, anything uh, you want to, like, kind of plug? of anything else you've been listening to um i've been listening to a handful of things i mean i really i i went back and listened to the my bloody my bloody valentine album loveless 
um, really like got to me. And I, I recommend everybody like give that a, a good listen. Uh, it's a little bit abrasive at first, but once you look into the lyrics and once you really give it a full listen, um, I think there's a lot to love. Um, listen to the snail metal album Valentine just now. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, cried. that's really good too. Incredible album. Really good. Um, uh, same with, you know, just similar to Mitski with the eighties vibes and similar to Japanese breakfast, I think is the best comparison I can, I can bring. Um, it's like a mix between the Japanese breakfast album where it has kind of those eighties vibes, but it's a little bit less. Uh, I feel like on the, no offense to Japanese breakfast, love her very much, but I feel like the songs on it, that was her best album, but I feel like the songs on there, it was like, like, I don't know. One song was kind of like a folk song. One song was like an eighties song. One song was like a, you know, it was like different. It was all very like cut up into different genres. Uh, which is fun, you know what I mean? Which is nice if you're like, you know, want to continue to explore your sound or, you know, make it more of like a journal, you know, journal entry or like a vignette kind of approach. But like, I like the, the I, I really like sonic consistency. And from top to bottom, the Snail Mail album is sonically consistent and lyrically too. Every song is just addressing this very specific breakup. And by the end of the album, she like, she name drops like the person that she broke up with, like her, the person's name is Mia. And like the song is just called Mia. And it's just about like, you know her moving on and and um and and you know it being maybe especially devastating because like mia moved on with a guy instead of like another girl and it's like you know that person has something that you know i can't offer to her you know and now they're up you know um you know pillow talking and and waking up together and doing all the things that we used to do but you know now it's with this other person and like i know it's happening and you know it's it's very um it's very heartbreaking and and very vulnerable and there's definitely like seething anger and and denial and like all the all the the things that come with grief uh you know top to bottom um, you know the stages of grief top to bottom um I, it's beautiful yeah i cried at the end i i you know i really feel for snail mail i wish um i would love to have her on the pod and maybe not discuss relationship stuff because you know sometimes that's not the best idea to discuss on podcasts but um <laughs> you know uh i would love to have her on and 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 you know talk about this album or talk about her you know how heartbreak influences her music and um you know speaking of things i cried at the end of also bro no time to die james bond cannot recommend highly enough best action movie i've seen in the past 10 years um better than john wick um really yeah it has so much heart bro um it has so much heart like like daniel craig is 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 james bond to me now um just like he just embodies everything that james bond is supposed to be to be minus the misogyny and minus like the abuse of women type shit like he's just like he's a guy who drinks you know all the time but you know at the deep down he loves passionately and like things get taken away from him all the time anytime he tries to love something it gets taken away and it's like you know the 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 through line of specter to this movie especially with like leia Sedu being like the bond girl and like him not really like he's not really you know fucking like that in these in, in this movie at all he's not he's like he's just you know he's living his life he's like he he just doesn't need that it's like it's crazy to see james bond in love and it's crazy to see james bond like just like prove himself as like even though he's this older guy and like these younger these younger people you know there's some shysty guys there's some like there's a there's a uh, a girl that like you know joins the double o you know legacy or whatever and you know she's good at her job she's very concise there's all these young people that like you know are trying to come up in the world and there's all these old you know mentor figures that like have to go you know what i mean or have to whatever and um the way that they handle this movie is just like it's perfect um it's like one of the few perfect movies i've seen in the past 10 years like this and like uncut gems and like good time like wow wow that's a lot coming from you man yeah bro uh, i might need to watch it again good time yeah (laughs) 
I know. I might need to watch it again to clarify, but it's just like I can't find anything wrong with it. I think I think they handled the character and the whole and all the situations and even the violence. Like for a PG thirteen movie, very violent, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I need to I need to like watch I feel like I need to catch up. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like James Bond has like never been like a big like um character in my like that like in movies I wanna see. Mm-hmm. But like the way that you're talking about this movie, I might have to like catch up and like actually watch all the james at least like the daniel craig's one just so i could because i feel like this what it's it's the end of the legacy that like it kind of like yeah, wraps everything it, back ra- in wraps it up with a, ni- a nice bow i'm not going to spoil exactly like it, how everything goes down you know what i mean i, I yeah. would, I would inc- it's a three-hour movie i would encourage people to watch the whole thing and just like uncut gems you, if you don't know the ending or you don't know like what's going to happen at the end the same with good time or any of these movies or like midsummer if you don't know what the ending is exactly like and you just go into it without like all these pretensions and all these people spoiling it and you know all that shit. You just go into it, watch it from start to finish. Tell me that it's not an incredible movie because it is. Um, yeah, better than Dune. Better than Dune. I think it's the best movie of the year. Man, don't you say it. <laughs> I lo- <laughs> and I love Dune. You know me. I love Dune. Yeah, man. I love Dune. <laughs> it's so good. All right. Yeah, we definitely gotta watch. Uh, put that on my on my watch list. Um, yeah um anything else you want to add or plug uh no i've done a lot of talking this episode um i think this was a really good one you know what i mean it, it was considering the circumstances like because of um you know all the tragedies that have happened and all the annoying drama and all the things that have been getting us down personally and um your headphones not working properly i think this is a, a really good episode and a strong showing for just the two of us because it's, it's just the two of us now you know yeah no seriously like uh I was just like, damn, this episode is going to suck. Um, but <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. No, yeah, we we're really showing like, um, yeah, we could do this, man. Like, I mean, I enjoyed a lot of fun tonight, dude. Even though we did talk about more serious subject matter, which we don't normally do on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm pretty proud of um, the conversation me and you were able to have. Yeah, man, we don't need, we don't necessarily need, um, you know, a guest or we don't need like, you know, four people or five people or any amount of people. It could just be. The two of us talking our shit, talking about the news, talking about whatever's on our mind. We don't have to. We don't have to cover anything that we don't want to cover. We could just talk about whatever. Who gives a fuck? So, I like. I like that. You know what I mean? Fuck it. No, me, me too, man. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you for the next episode. All right, peace. And um, play some, I'm gonna play some crazy fucking Arca music on the way out. Peace, everybody. Because I'm gonna be talking about Arca, and this is very fitting. Oh my god, hang on, let me try plugging what's gonna be your voice the entire time. Bien viendo to la podcast de Arca.